financial plan for success. So I'm going to get into the insurance uh, products and the financial planning space, um, mostly out of my desire to genuinely bring the value to masses. I'm really thinking, like, I'm really trying to um, serve humanity, and it's kind of a far left field, you know, uh, switch on my uh, conscious efforts. You know, I've been very singularly, one-sidedly focused on selfish success, building systems that are going to get me rich, okay? But I feel like I've really been neglecting my spiritual, um, you know, and you're not fully maximizing your karma, you know, so you're actually missing out. Like, I think it would actually drastically catapult you, thrust you into a higher frequency. So I've never volunteered before for any organization ever, never done that. Um, I'm gonna do, I'm starting to look into some groups. I've already met, um, someone I might be doing something next week for, they have Boys and Girls Clubs, they have Big Brother, Big Sister, they have Habitat for Humanity. So something to that extent, um, maybe working with kids that come from troubled families, uh, that might be something I'm interested in. Um, and when I'm thinking about value, like, I've had about eight different sales jobs. And, you know, the reason why I never stuck with one or one or the other is because I guess I just never truly believed in what I was selling. I meet some people. I met a girl today who uh, does software sales. And, um, you know, it's just basically like uh, corporate software programming for HR departments, and I'm like, you know, how interesting could that be? But, I mean, there is some money to be made in software sales, or, you know, I even know people who are oil brokers. They literally buy and sell by the barrel, right? So what's the commission on per barrel? Um, you know, you meet some financial people who basically sell funds. Isn't that interesting? Your product is basically just a, a, a debt amount, collateralized debt, okay, that's weird, you're just selling large amounts of money, okay, so that's actually, yeah, so many different things, VCs, angels, you know, yada yada, startup, what's the Mac, what's going to be the most value for the world, if I'm going to sell something for a commission, and I, you know, my goal is to make 15000 a month um, in this opportunity, and I think it's a pretty reasonable goal. I'm just singularly fixated. That's the number that feels right. That's the number I'm focusing on. And I'm not going to live off of 15 grand. Do you understand? This is financial intelligence for you peons. This is what you guys need to understand. Most of you guys making 15 would be highly unlikely you'd be saving more than 10, 20% of that, right? Other people are thinking about retirement. Retirement is such a stupid, if not weird, thing to think about because people are living very long. People are going to live to like 90, 100. So retiring at 65 just doesn't make sense anymore. 
you know? You're not going to stop working at 65. You have literally 20 to 30 years left. You're only 66% done with life, you know? I think it's kind of a laziness attitude, if I'm going to be just totally honest. I think it's a fantasy of like, oh, then I'll finally be done with working. It's almost like clocking out of your job. You just want to clock out of life, and you just want to enjoy yourself. And do what? Play bingo and drink lemonade? I mean, what? you know, I'm just waiting for my retirement. Why? So you have 20 years of freedom. Do you understand you'll get so bored when you don't have anything to do? I, okay, here's a statistic. 50% of Americans have nothing saved in their retirement account. They have no plan. A lot of people, I mean, you know, they're just paying the minimum amount due right now. They don't want to think about it. And by the time retirement and, you know, old age or what happens if there's a medical bill, what happens if there's a, a an emergency or a death in the family, you're fucked. You're fucked. You have no fucking backup plan. You're just betting and hoping nothing happens. It's actually just extremely irresponsible. So I'm trying to help people gain physical intelligence. And I think that's actually what most of the world needs. You guys need to understand money, financial services planning, like not fucking the stock market and Bitcoin, okay? It's dumb. It's dumb. If you're going to go ultra conservative, then, yeah, you can do index funds with, uh, you know, minimal fees. Yeah, sure, possibly. You can do annuities. You can purchase annuities. Make a little bit of interest. But, you know, I guess, like, it's interesting because my podcast is all about becoming, like, you know, mega successful. But how are we going to address the issue for most people are going to be middle class, you know? People are kind of on some kind of fixed income. They're probably not going to ever make more than 20000 more than their current, you know, salary. Unless they're working in an ultra-competitive space where there's a lot of room for upward growth. But, you know, most people are kind of just staying in the middle. So what's the game plan for the middle? It's interesting to think about that because I normally don't think about that. Because I kind of just, like, I could never be in the middle. I have to aspire. I have to strive for the top, the best. Um, but, you know, in the trajectory and the ascendancy of income and wealth, so we have to identify these things. Um, you know, so making 15 a month, I would be saving five, I would be investing five, and I would be um, living off of five. And most people who are making 15 a month, which comes out to be, what, 180, 180 grand, you guys would probably be living off 10, you know, and then what are the taxes, and what are the deductions, you know what I mean? You guys aren't really thinking about that stuff, but um, anyways, I guess it's kind of just about financial responsibility. You should try to live off of 33% of income. You know, and if you don't know what to invest in, just stash the cash. You know, I follow a guy who his, his advice for everybody is keep it safe. 
saving everything, live like a broke until you've got about a hundred thousand dollars liquid cash, and then you'll be in a position to where um, you can try and start making big real estate deals. That's one way to think about it. You know, another way to think about it is, yeah, I mean, if you could get to a place where you've got an extra five a month to invest, yeah, you could start putting it into index funds. I'm putting it into my business, which is the Lux Exchange, because I believe in my business model, and my business model will generate way more than 20%. My business model is generating more like 300%. Uh, ROI and yeah, you'll never find you'll never find anything that's gonna give you those kinds of returns unless you start your own business, man. If you're gonna start your own business, then the whole kind of point and goal is maximize your margin, right? Fuck twenty percent of my investment. I want two thousand percent, right? We're gonna get two thousand percent returns. Okay, that's a 20x, right, because 100% is just double times 2, right, so 2,000, that's times 20, and oftentimes I do get 20 times a return on my clothing, because I'm able to get them at liquidation, the only way you're going to get stupid high margins like I'm doing is you got to either monopolize something, or create a tech startup, or you're going into liquidation and salvage. It's impossible to lose money, okay? But how quickly can you accumulate and assemble a team? Can and how do you kind of squeeze the overhead? You know, I want to get the overhead as low as possible. You know, there's a sweet spot. So it's just so simple. I really believe Lux Exchange is going to make me a billionaire. And uh, you know. I'm just happy. I'm happy in my life. I'm grateful for the goal. I'm grateful for the challenge. I think it's fun. You know, on one hand, you know, people are always looking backwards at success. Oh, I'm 28 now. People already think 28 is old. It's like, you're so dumb. You know, 22 is young enough to be stupid. 25 is like, okay, now you're starting to become an adult now. You need to be responsible. 28 is like, you're already, like, old. I'm like, you guys don't know anything, okay? You're going to retire at 65, okay? You're going to live probably until, like, 90, okay? You're going to be broke the last 20 years of your life. Um, you know, it's time to start thinking, thinking, okay? The only way to have indestructible wealth is you got to have income-producing assets. Nobody talks about this. Middle class doesn't know about this. Middle class doesn't know how to fucking create. Because you got to save. You know, you're probably going to need $200,000 saved to get to borrow 800 put 200 down to finance 800 Y'all are thinking about this shit, you know? Y'all are thinking about, I want to clock out of life, right? You want to clock out of life. You don't want to think about putting $200,000 down so you can build a money tree. You're not thinking about how am I going to create my own business, right? You're not thinking about any of that shit. Anywho, these are kind of just my thoughts Sunday. I think if you kill Sunday and kill Monday, the rest of the week will just fall into place. 
kill the first day of the week, kill the last day of the week, and the rest of the week will follow. I've been ramping up my productivity. I've been scheduling uh, a lot of meetings. I've been having productive uh, meeting and meetup events and networking events and socializing events and making new friends. For a lot of you guys, you don't understand how to convert networking into results, right? Talking on the phone, building relationships, having a lunch or dinner, you know, so the confusion is like, how do I take, you know, a fun social lunch or dinner or happy hour and convert that into success in terms of more business? And you got it's hard to understand. It's hard to understand these invisible laws that govern reality. You know, I went to this Tony Robbins event today, last thing I'll say, and, you know, I think it's kind of funny. Everyone's talking about how you prime and how you, you know, manifest your reality and you can create anything you want to. Yeah, but then when we talk about how much money did you, how much income did you bring in last week and last month, and the conversation totally changes, you know, it's so fucking funny. Anytime you want to change a conversation from spiritual law of attraction manifesting reality, and then you want to talk about, okay, well, what was your income statement last month for your business, right? Okay, gets real quiet. Uh, and, you know, you can wish and hope and pray all you want, but nothing substitutes the value of the almighty hustle think hustle is God, God is in the fucking action, okay, so you're going to the happy hours, you're going to the dinners, and the mixers, and you're getting cards, and you're shaking hands, and you're meeting people, and you're frustrated, and and you're nervous, and how am I going to convert, I kind of talked about this last episode, how do I convert, how am I going to make enough money to pay my bills? And this and that and this and that. And um, yeah, the only answer is more activity. So simple. More activity. Do I call them? Do I pitch them? Do I ask for business? Yeah. And more effort. You know, people do business with people that they like and they trust right? They like and they know and they trust, okay? So number one, get known. Number two, be a likable person. And number two, three, be authentic enough to where people will legitimately start trusting you. It's really interesting for me to go back into the sales space, and I actually am excited about it because I actually kind of enjoy it. Um, I enjoy the sales space. I like, I like it. It's fun. You know, I mean, you start liking it when you realize you're good at it. You start liking it when you realize you actually have super valuable interpersonal communication skills, you know, and, and you realize that you actually are quite disciplined. So, you know, that's the hard part, building up the discipline, building up the skills, understanding when to solicit business and when to build value and relationships, you know, these are all micro skills, you know, and the only way to know is to do, and the only way to know is dive in there, observe what the ultra-successful 
any company, network marketing, direct sales, real estate, insurance, tax, legal, um, you know, financial, Wall Street hedge funds, equity, you know, all of the above, title, escrow, mortgage lending, hard money lending, all of it, anyone, any and all. Show me someone who's pumping seven, eight figures, right? That's a fucking master at their craft as a professional, okay? Whittled down to a precise, you know, precision, perfection, okay? The right time, attractive personality, you know? Works well with others. Flawless execution, constantly full schedule, constantly full pipeline, you know, referrals coming in from everywhere, you know, uh, a real a real community leader, right? These are the things that you want to become when you cultivate your personality and you want to become the one that everybody loves and, you know, people will start giving you business when you start giving them business. And how do you give someone business? Well, first you have to talk about getting more business. And you got to talk about, uh, you know, monthly goals. And I kind of knew this when I was doing this MLM with my ex-girlfriend, one of my ex-girlfriends. Um, I kind of knew this. We were doing meetups. We were going to all the meetups. We were going all to the business networking events. And it was very frustrating because it's like everybody is pitching, everybody is pitching their product to everybody else. And it becomes very mundane, you know, and it's like, oh, I'm not interested in your thing, but are you interested in my thing? And you're doing all these presentations and, you know, making your calendar busy, but you're not getting any conversion because you really haven't built any kind of, like, credibility. Depends on the product you're selling, but really it depends on the value you're bringing to the event, you know what I mean? And that, I think, is what separates me from being an amateur of me being more of a professional is realizing that when you're working an event yes everyone is trying to look for affinity yes everyone is trying to find people that they kind of resonate with yes you are trying to have a good time and increase you know the excitement and the buzz of the event but most people will never really go past that you know and then we could talk about follow up and we could talk about sales funnels and CRM and this and that. Yeah, okay, you know, follow up with the ones that you got along with. Maybe you can get some business just by sheer effort, calling them, calling all the people you met, following up with all the people you met. But what's the extra touch? But what's the personal effect, right? When is it the appropriate time to solicit business and ask for referrals? You know, everyone knows someone in that space. What, you know? digital design, web page development, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on and on, all the cards that you get, it's all the same thing, everyone's doing the same thing, therefore, you're kind of competing for a slot in that person's referral list, right, everyone has got a page of contacts, invisible, you know, uh, I guess you could say, Metaphorically, everyone's got a page of referrals in their mind of someone they know that does real estate, you know, apartments, commercial, that does 
escrow title, okay? That is, uh, you know, health, auto, home, insurance, you know, that does life and financial planning, okay? And you're competing for every person in the fucking world that you can directly meet or have ever met. You're competing for a spot in that person's mind when it comes to whatever you're doing. You sell chocolate chip cookies? Okay, your goal is to dominate the mental space of literally every fucking person you've ever met and will ever meet, okay? And then, yeah, we could apply a filter of, like, that thinks about cookies, you know, or likes sweets. But it doesn't really matter. Potential customers, future customers, anyone who is capable of transacting money for cookies, okay? It's very simple. These are the basics and the building blocks of client-based lead generation, business development, okay? You're trying to slang more deals, okay? Everyone's trying to slang more deals. And the professional way to look at it is you're building brand, the brand of Benjamin Ross, the brand of Lux, the brand of, you know, this and that. So how does your brand create a buzz create a lot of loyal followers and customers. You know, it's like everyone is trying to do this on Instagram, you know, on Facebook, how many comments and likes and this and that. So everyone's trying to farm these outcomes, but yet nobody is quite realizing that um, to get you have to give, right? So if you want to get a buzz, if you want to get referrals, then you need to give. You need to give a buzz, and you need to give referrals. And the question always kind of, kind of like seems like, well, how much work do I have to do to start getting a return on my investment? You know, everyone's trying to get a return on their investment. And a lot of times the investment is actually, you know, sweat equity. The investment is like how many of these goddamn mixers and events and coffee you know, presentations, how many of these fucking things that keep doing where well, I finally might start getting some, some some change trickling in. And the question is, like, you know, who knows? It could take an entire year. It could take three years. It could take five years. It could take ten years. You know, I guess the answer is there's a little bit of luck. There's a, a bit of, like, you know, how attractive are you? How popular are you? What's your brand? How much are you helping other people? How productive are you really? What are your habits and disciplines of success? Who are the people you know? What's your sphere? Who are the people that you hang out with? You know, and then what is your general overall skill and proficiency level? Right? It's kind of like all of these factors going on at the same time. But going back to the basics, people generally do business with people they know, like, and trust. So you got to be known, and then they want to have to like you. Pretty much that, this and that. Trust, trust is like, you know, yeah, I trust you to be competent. But it's really know and like, right? And then not only know and like, but actually thinks of you when said product or service is mentioned. And this is branding. Think about Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola wants every fucking human being 
whoever thinks about soda or beverage to think Coca-Cola, right? Procter & Gamble wants every fucking person that uses shampoo and deodorant and soap to think of Procter & Gamble, right? So it's pretty much like, it's all universal, right? Kind of like common sense. The goal is to be ubiquitous. The goal is to be everywhere. The goal is to be in the space of everyone, right? I mean, you can have your niche market, but, I mean, your potential customer, if you think about marketing, your marketing campaign, your potential customer is everyone. Fucking everyone and anyone who has the money to give me for the fucking product, right? Now, how do we blast this into the cosmos and dominate the mental space of every fucking person in the world, and how do we give them so much fucking value, so much empathy and love and consideration and passion and excitement and arousal and friendship and, you know, professionalism and service, like, you know, what's the price to buy their decision, you know what I mean? And this is the general purpose of all business and transactions, so figure it out.